Cantos 28 to 30 of Book 3 of the Ramayam of Balmiki, translated by Ralph D. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om123. Canto 28 Kara Dismounted. But when he turned his eye, where bled both Trishiras and Dushan, dead, fear over the giant spirit came of Rama's might, which not could tame. He saw his savage legions those whose force no creature dared oppose. He saw the leader of his train by Rama's single prowess slain. With burning grief he marked a few still left him of his giant crew. As Namuchi and Indra so rushed the dead demon on his foe. His mighty bow the monster strained, and angrily on Rama rained, his mortal arrows in a flood, like serpent fangs athirst for blood. Skilled in the bowman's warlike art, he applied the string and poised the dart. Here on his car and there he rode, and passages of battle showed, while all the sky regions grew dark with his arrows as they flew, then Rama seized his ponderous bow, and straight the heaven was all aglow. With shafts whose stroke no life might bear, that filled with flesh and flamed the air, thick as the blinding torrent sent down from the Parjanya's firmament. In space itself no space remained, but all was filled with arrows rained, incessantly from each great bow wielded by Rama and his foe. As does in furious combat wrought, to mortal hate the warriors fought. The sun himself grew faint and pale, obscured behind that airy veil. As when beneath the driver's steel, an elephant is forced to kneel, so from the hard and pointed head of many an arrow Rama bled. High on his car the giant rose, prepared in deadly strife to close. And all the spirits saw him stand, like Yama, with his nose in hand. For Kara deemed in senseless pride that he, beneath whose hand had died, the giant legions failed at length, slow sinking with exhausted strength. But Rama, like a lion, when a trembling deer comes nigh to his den, feared not the demon, mad with hate, of lion might and lion gait. Then in his lofty car that glowed, with sun-like brilliance Kara rode, at Rama, madly on he he came, like a poor moth that seeks the flame. His archer skill the fiend displayed, and at the place where Rama laid, his hand an arrow cleft in two, the mighty bow the hero drew, seven arrows by the giant sent, bright as the bolts of Indra rent, their way through mail and harness joints, and pierced him with their iron points. Of Rama, Hero unsurpassed, a thousand shafts smote thick and fast, while, as each missile struck, rang out the giant's awful battle shout. 
His knotted arrows pierced and tore The sun-bright mail the hero wore, Till, bound and buckled round away, Glittering on the ground it lay. Then pierced in shoulder, breast and side, Till every limb with blood was dyed, The chieftain in majestic ire, Shone glorious as the smokeless fire. Then loud and long the war-cry rose, Of Rama, terror of his foes, As on the giant's death intent, A ponderous bow he strung and bent. Lord Vishnu's own, of wondrous size, Augustia gave the heavenly prize. Then rushing on the demon foe, He raised on high that mighty bow, And with his well-wrought shafts whereon, Bright gold between the feeders shone. He struck the pannon fluttering over the chariot, and it waved no more. That glorious flag, whose every fold was rich with blazonry and gold, fell as the sun himself by all the God's decree might outward fall. From wrathful Kara's hand, whose art well knew each vulnerable part, four keenly piercing arrows flew, and blood in Rama's bosom drew. With every limb disdained with gore, from deadly shafts which rent and tore, from Kara's clanging bowstring shards, the princess red waxed wondrous hot. His hand upon his bow, that best, of mighty archers firmly pressed, and from the well-drawn bowstring true, each to its mark, six arrows flew. One quivered in the giant's head, with two his brawny shoulders bled. Three with the crescent heads they bore, deep in his breast a passage tore. Thirteen, to which the stone had lent, the keenest point were swiftly sent, on the fierce giant, every one, destructive, gleaming like the sun. Which for the dappled steeds he slew, one cleft the chariot yoke in two, one in the heat of battle sped, smote from the neck the driver's head. The poles were rent apart by tree, two broke the splintered axle tree, then from the hand of Rama, while across his lips there came a smile. The twelfth, like thunderbolt impelled, cut the great hand and bow it held. Then, scarce by Indra's self surpassed, he pierced the giant with the last. The bow he trusted, cleft in twain, his driver and his horses slain. Down sprang the giant, mace in hand, on foot against the foe to stand. The gods and saints in bright array, close gathered in disguise. The princess might in battle fray beheld with joyful eyes. Uprising from their golden seats, their hands in honor raised, they looked on Rama's noble feats and blessed him as they praised. Canto twenty nine, Kara's defeat. When Rama saw the giant nigh, on foot alone, with mace reared high, 
in mild reproof at first he spoke then forth his threatening anger broke thou with the host it was thine to lead with elephant and car and steed hast wrought an act of sin and shame an act which all who live must blame now that the wretch whose evil mind joys in the grief of humankind though the three walls confess him lord must perish dreaded and abhorred night rover when a villain's deeds distress the world he little heeds each hand is armed his life to take and crush him like a deadly snake the end is near when man begin through greed or lust a life of sin even as a brahman's dame unwise eats of the fallen hail and dies thy hand has slain the pure and good the hermit saints of Danda good of holy life the heirs of bliss and thou shalt reap the fruit of this not long shall they whose cruel breasts joy in the sin the world tests retain their guilty power and pride but faith like trees whose roots are dried yes as the seasons come and go each tree its kindly fruit must show and sinners reap in fitting time the harvest of each earlier crime as those must surely die who eat unwittingly of poisoned meat they too whose lives in sin are spent receive along the punishment and now thou river of the night that i a king am sent to smite the wicked down who caught the hate of man whose laws they violate this day my vengeful hand shall send shafts bright with gold to tear and rend and pass with fury through thy breast as serpents pierce the emmet's nest thou with thy host this day shalt be among the dead below and see the saints beneath thy hand who bled whose flesh thy cruel maw has fed day glorious on their seats of gold their slayer shall in hell behold fired with all strength thou callest thine mean scion of ignoble line still like the palm tree's fruit this day my shafts thy head in dust shall lay such were the words that rama said then kara's eyes with red glowed red who maddened by the rage that burned within him with a smile returned thou dost son hast slain the meaner giants of my train and canst thou idly vaunt thy might and claim the praise not thine by right not does in self-laudation rave the truly great the nobly brave no empty boats like thine disgrace the foremost of the human race the mean of soul unknown to fame who taint their warrior race with shame thus speaking senseless pride as thou o ragu's son hast boasted now what hero what the war cry rings vaunts the high race from which he springs 
or seeks when warriors meet and die his own descent to glorify weakness and folly show confessed in every want thou art arrest as when the flames fed high with grass detect the simulating brass dost thou not see me standing here armed with the mighty mace i rear farm as an art upholding hill whose summit veins of metal feel lo here i stand before thy face this lady with my murderous mace as that the universal lord stands threatening with his fatal cord enough of this much more remains that should be done but time constrains ere to his rest the sun descend and shades of night the combat end the twice seven thousand of my band who fell beneath thy bloody hand shall have their tears all wiped away and triumph in thy fall to-day he spoke and loosing from his hold his mighty mace ringed round with gold like some red bolt alive with fire hurled it at rama mad with ire the ponderous mace which kara threw sent fiery flashes as it flew trees shrubs were scorched beneath the blast as onward to its aim it passed but rama watching as it sped dire as his news who rules the dead cleft it with arrows as it came on rushing with a hiss and flame its fury spent and bound away harmless upon the ground it lay like a great snake in furious mood by harps of numbing power subdued canto thirty kara's debt when rama pride of raghu's race virtue's dear son had cleft a maze does with superior smile the best of chiefs the furious fiend addressed thou worst of giant kind at length hast shown the utmost of thy strength and forced by greater might to bow thy vaunting traits are idle now my shafts have cut the club in twain useless it lies upon the plain and all thy pride and hofty trust lie with it levelled in the dust the words that thou hast said to-day that thou wouldst wipe the tears away of all the giants i have slain my deeds shall render void and vain thou meanest of the giant's breed evil in thought and word and deed my hand shall take the life of thine as garur seized the juice divine thou rent by shafts this day shalt die low on the ground thy cause shall lie and bubbles from the cloven neck with fraught and blood thy skin shall deck with dust and mire all rudely died thy torn arms lying by thy side while streams of blood each limb shall steep thou on art's breast shalt take thy sleep like a fond lover when he strains the beauty whom at length he gains 
now when thy heavy eyelids close, forever in thy deep repose, again shall Dundalk Forest be, safe refuse for the devotee. Thou slain, and all thy race who held, the realm of Janistan expelled, again shall happy hermits rove, fearing no danger through the grove. Within those bounds their brethren slain, no giant shall this day remain, but all shall fly with many a tear, and fearing, read the saints of fear. This bitter day shall misery bring, on all the race that calls thee king. Fears as their lord, thy dames shall know, bereft of joys the taste of woe. Base, cruel wretch of evil mind, Plagger of Brahmins and mankind, With trembling hands each devotee Feeds holy fires in dread of thee. Thus with wild fury unrepressed, Ragu's brave son, the fiend addressed, And Kara, as his wrath grew high, Thus turned at fought his fierce reply. By senseless pride to madness wrought, by danger God thou fearest not, Nor heedest numbered with the dead, What thou shouldst say and leave unsaid, When fate's tremendous coils unfold, The captive in resistless hold, He knows not right from wrong, Each sense numbed by the deadly influence. He spoke, and when his speech was done, Bent his fierce brows on Raghu's son. With eager eyes he looked around, If little arms might yet be found. Not far away and full in view, A sultry towering upward grew. His lips in mighty strain compressed, He tore it up with root and crest. With huge arms waved it over his head, And hurled shouting, Thou art dead. But Rama, unsurpassed in might, Stayed with his shafts its onward flight, And furious longing seized his soul, The giant in the dust to roll. Great drops of sweat its limb bedewed, His red eye showed his wrathful mood. A thousand arrows swiftly sent, The giant's bosom tore and rent, from every gash his body showed, The blood in foamy torrents flowed. As springing from their caverns leap, Swift rivers down the mountain's steep, When Kara felt its deadened power, Yielding beneath that murderous shower, He charged, infuriate with the scent Of blood, in dire bewilderment. But Rama watched, with ready bow, the onset of his bleeding foe, and ere the monster reached him, drew backward in haste a yard or two. Then from his side a shaft he took, whose mortal stroke no life might brook. Of peerless might it bore the name of Brahma's stuff, and glowed with flame. Lord Indra, ruler of the skies, Himself had given the glorious prize. His bow the virtuous hero drew, And at the fiend, 
the arrow flew, hissing and roaring like the blast of tempest through the air it passed, and fixed by Rama's vigor sped in the foe's breast its pointed head. Then fell the fiend, the quenchless flame, burnt furious in the wounded frame. So, burnt by Rudra, Antak fell. In Swetaranya's silvery dell, so Namuchi and Britra died, by steaming bolts that tamed their pride. So Bala fell by lightning sent, by him who rules the firmament. Then all the gods in close array, with the bright hosts who sing and play, filled full of rapture and amaze, sang hymns of joy in Rama's praise, beat their celestial drums and shed rain of sweet flowers upon his head. For three short hours had scarcely flown, and by his pointed shafts overthrown, to twice seven thousand fiends whose will could change their shapes in that west hill. Which Drisidas and Dushan slain, and Kara, leader of the train. O wondrous deed, the birds began, the noblest deed of virtuous man, heroic strength that stood alone, and firmness even as Vishnu's own. Thus having sung, the shining train turned to the heavenly homes again. Then the high saints of royal race, and loftiest station sought the place, and by the great Agastya led, with reverence to Rama, said, For this, Lord Indra, glorious sire, Majestic as the burning fire, Who crosses cities in his rays, Sought Sarvanga's hermitage, Thou wast this great design to aid, Led by the saints to seek this shade, And with thy mighty arm to kill, the giants who delight in ill. Thou, Dasarath's noble son, the battle for our sake hast won, and saints in Dundak's wild who live, the days to holy tasks can give. Fought from the mountain cavern came the hero Lakshman with the dame, and rapture beaming from his face, resought the hermit dwelling place. And when the mighty saints had paid due honour for the victor's aid, the glorious Rama honoured too by Lakshman to his cart withdrew. When Sita looked upon her lord, his foeman slain, the saints restored in pride and rapture uncontrolled, she clasped him in her loving hold. On the dead fiends her glances fell. She saw her lord alive and well, victorious after toil and pain, and Janak's child was blessed again. Once more, once more, with new delight, her tender arms she threw, round Rama, whose victorious might had crushed the demon crew. Then as his grateful reverence paid, each saint of lofty soul, over her sweet face all fears allayed, the flush of transport stole. End of Candace 28, 
twenty-nine and thirty.